Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Dave DeVia. Welcome to the first episode of Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast. We showcase the skilled trades our society depends on. The women and men of our industry build our skylines, our community, and our future. Our show starts right now. On this week's episode, I am pleased to have Gary Arnold in studio with me. Gary is the business manager of Pipefitters Local 208. He has built a phenomenal career and is widely regarded as one of the most successful advocates for the industry in not only Colorado, but the nation. Gary, thank you for being here with us today. Thanks, Dave. Pleasure to join you, uh, get a chance to talk about our industry, explain maybe a little bit about what a pipe fitter actually is and what they do, and the exciting stuff that we get to do every day. Uh, working for, for our good signatory contractors, uh, we get tremendous opportunities, whether that be in cultural facilities, our stadiums, our entertainment venues, uh, down to housing. The pipes that pipe fitters install, the HVAC systems that we install and maintain, are really the lifeblood to the buildings in our community. And there's a lot behind the walls and above the ceilings that everybody gets to to see on the outside. And, and that's where all that important work takes place and the critical roles that, that our members and, and our employers play for our industry and our communities. Gary, tell us a little bit about your career. Why did you choose this industry? Really, you know, some of it was family history. Uh, I'm actually a fourth-generation pipe fitter. My great-grandfather was the first person in our family to join the trade, and he did so mostly out of necessity. That, you know, that was during the Great Depression or coming out of the Great Depression. People were in desperate needs of, of jobs, careers, just any way to really support themselves and their families. Uh, and he found a, a wonderful trade in pipe fitting uh, that he truly loved. That tradition continued with my grandfather and his two brothers, my father and his three brothers, and now I have... Uh, four other cousins and myself that have gone through the apprenticeship program and worked in the trade. Uh, and we've got to not only enjoy the career benefits of working as a pipe fitter, but we've also had somewhat of a historical perspective and seen how the industry's evolved over the years and the exciting things that we do that my great-grandfather never would even imagined of. The, the industry is adopting newer technology. It seems uh, faster than ever. We have 3D laser scanning. We have robotic layout stations. We have high-purity piping systems that are manufacturing the medicines that our community needs. Uh, we're working at semiconductor facilities that are building the computer chips and our phones and our, and, and our TVs and our computers and, and all the wonderful technology that we get to enjoy that, that moves our community forward. We actually are on the ground floor building those things. Uh, and that's not even talking about the the amazing research facilities that we get the opportunity to work in and build. And so these are working with scientists and, and the brightest minds in the world to, to develop an idea into a real product, into a real tangible item that our society can use and enjoy. And, and it's just been a, a fantastic ride. Uh, I you know, graduated from high school here locally in the Denver metro area. Like anybody else, I was struggling to figure out what I was going to do for my career. I knew one thing for sure. I wanted to make a good amount of money and enjoy my free time. Uh, but how do you get there? And, and the amount of time that you spend on the job, 
you know, it dominates everything else in your life. So you got to find something not only that provides a successful career, but something that provides legitimate, you know, enjoyment in your life, something that you have a passion that you can look forward to doing every day for, for a number of years until you get the pleasure of retiring. And so, you know, after exploring options and and going to some uh, community college to get my general education credits taken care of, looking at possible, you know, traditional four-year college bachelor degree uh, pathways, I got the chance to to work as as what we call a a pipe tradesman. It's a helper's position, an entry-level job in the industry. And from that first day, I, I just knew it was a great fit. I was lucky enough to know how to apply and and be accepted into our apprenticeship program. I was provided five years of career training with really no out-of-pocket expenses. Uh, And the entire time I I was working, I was working with industry professionals. I was being trained by the very best in this country, uh, all for a successful career. And and through that process, uh, ultimately, I became a journeyman. Uh, I was a foreman on projects as well as prefabrication facilities, uh, I became a general foreman, a superintendent in charge of large-scale construction projects, building exciting stuff. Uh, Breckenridge Brewery was uh, the last project I was in charge of, and what a tremendous facility. Great great people. Uh, they make really good beer. Uh, they have a fantastic restaurant, uh, You know, a place that I'm proud to take my family to, my friends to, that we enjoy every, every you know, chance we get, uh, all the while making – friends and and you know getting a chance to work with coworkers that were just really good people at heart uh on top of all the the skills and knowledge about the industry uh it was just a phenomenal experience and and I couldn't imagine a better pathway uh if I had to do it all over again I wouldn't change a single thing that's interesting so what I'm hearing you say is you get to work with pills and beer and a lot of other things uh it sounds like interesting and fascinating work you've used the word pipe fitter we've talked about HVAC what is what do those careers do? What what is it that you do in that industry and hired for? It's a question with a few different answers, uh, and and I'm glad to get the chance to kind of talk a little bit about what is a pipe fitter. Uh, you have a, a multitude of options available in in the what we would consider the pipe fitting trades, whether that be on virtual design, meaning you know you're working with engineers and architects taking their designs and concepts, uh, turning them into tangible drawings, 3D, uh, what we call isometric drawings that somebody can actually build and construct, going and using some of that newer technology that I'd mentioned earlier, 3D laser scanning, robotic layout stations. And you're really taking, uh, you know, the skills and knowledge of an engineer and architect and transforming it into drawings and, and things that actual construction workers, pipe fitters can take and build, construct, and install, or you can explore career options as a construction side pipe fitter, and that means that you're taking those types of isometric drawings and information from the detailers, the architects, the engineers, and you're utilizing that and actually constructing piping systems. And those piping systems are uh, wide-ranging. So if you look at, at something like a data center or a larger building, that has a large-scale HVAC system, and we're talking about hydronic systems that run chilled water or hot water for cooling and heating purposes, steam and condensate systems that either heat a space or are used in in a process uh, that's making a product in a food production plant or a brewery like we talked about, uh, all the way up to the very complex high-purity systems that are utilized 
in the manufacturing of semiconductor uh, computer chips, uh, as well as pharmaceutical plants. Uh, those, those piping systems really that perform some type of work, like a, a hydronic heating system, cooling system, or make a product. And so we call those process lines. So if you think about a brewery, obviously there's a lot of pipes inside a brewery that, that are, play a critical role in the process of turning you know, raw products like barley and, and, and hops and, and grain into a finished product, which is the beer that, that people get to enjoy, hopefully responsibly, all the way to the HVAC service side. And so our service technicians are the ones that are actually troubleshooting, diagnosing, maintaining those existing HVAC systems or, or process systems uh, that are making products. And so they really, uh, if you kind of think about it, are like a, a building doctor. When you look at those types of systems, when they're not functioning the way they are supposed to or, or not working at all, they get to go in with, with their you know, electrical meters or gauges, their system knowledge, and then they really diagnose what the problem is, get the system repaired, replace components that need to be replaced, and, and bring things back into operation. They provide the comfort, heating and cooling that we all need and, and enjoy uh, in the hottest parts of the summer and the, and the coldest parts of the winter. And so you do have, you have some options there when we talk about being a pipe fitter. So if I want wanted to become a pipe fitter tomorrow, does that mean that I get to sample the brewery lines to make sure that, that things are happening the way that they're supposed to? So one thing that we pride ourselves on is is making sure we're delivering the best services for our customers. And so that's usually up to them, uh, provided that you're of age and, and uh, you know can legally consume beer. Uh, some of the brewery owners are a little more friendly with their samples than others. Uh, most of the time, that means no, you're, you're not you're not sampling uh, until maybe after the shift's over and you're getting a chance to relax. Dang. Well, that's bad news for me. All right, so talk to us. You've you've talked to us a little bit about the different types of applications of these jobs, and you know you're literally building our skylines. So tell us how the industry has changed over your career or any one of the other three generations. Like, what is it today versus, you know, what was it? And, you know, how is that perception? Because it, it occurs to me, based on what you're talking about, that you have to be part scientist, part mathematician, and, and part quality control in order to do your job. Talk to us about how that has changed over time and if, if, I'm, if I'm on target there. Absolutely. Really, we've seen the entire industry transform over the years, you know, going all the way back to my, you know, my great grandfather, my grandfather, my dad. The materials that were used have changed, uh, where you used to see a lot of galvanized pipe and, and threaded joints on control air. You know, that's just not happening anymore. So sometimes it's the material types that we're working with, a lot of it is the technology that we are using to join those, those piping systems. And so, you know, the advent of, of ProPress and, and some of the other technology that really is useful when you have existing systems that, you know, maybe you're, you're having troubles with isolating and, and you know, the, the challenges that presents with a traditional, say, soldered or brazed joint versus being able to, to get a ProPress fitting and, and really take care of our customers in a, in a quick fashion, uh, all the way to the new technology. And really, you know, a lot of that design side things, the, the 3D laser scanning has changed. But then also, you know, a big part of our trade is welding. Uh, the welded systems, you know, typically are preferred when you have, 
you know, complex or, or dangerous piping systems where you really have a big concern of keeping whatever's inside there inside. Uh, and, and that makes sure that our, you know, our communities, our environments, the people around those systems are safe. When I, st- even when I first started, we were stick welding, which is, which shielded metal arc welding process was widely used. It was basically the only form of welding that we saw on job sites and even in the fab shops. Now we're, we're utilizing a lot more of the, the MIG welding, flux core welding. And so when you're talking about, uh, those different kinds of, of new, newer welding processes, which, you know, MIG welding's been around for a long time. It just, it had significant deficiencies when it came to, you know, you're joining two pieces of metal. And part of that involves melting into what we would call the apparent base materials. And there's a, there was some downfalls to utilize, utilizing those processes. Well, the very smart folks that we have in this country have solved those problems and come up with modified short arc processes and, and pulse spray uh, processes as a form of transfer and so, you know, we, we've seen those welding procedures change. We've seen the technology that the, the individual welding operators that are, you know, what they're using on the job sites change. And so every day people are working hard to figure out creative and innovative ways to be more efficient. And so basically what that means is we want to deliver a better product. We want to, we want to build a better system for our customers, and we want to be able to do it faster we want to be able to do it more efficient. We want to be able to deliver it safer to keep everybody uh, on the job site in the same condition they were when they showed up that morning. Uh, at the same time, like I said, maintaining or improving the overall quality of the system. Well, thanks, Gary. Uh, sounds exciting work. So let's switch gears and talk about advocacy. You know, I know you're an advocate for the industry. Uh, you're an advocate for pipe fitters. Uh, you're involved in politics. What do you tell policymakers about construction? the trades? How do you help them understand the industry better? Fantastic question. Uh, I think most importantly, what we want to start with is the career opportunities we provide to people. These are you know life-changing careers that we can provide. And a lot of times that economic opportunity, that career training and development that we can provide, that the industry provides, that the apprenticeship programs provide, not only change things for that one individual, but it's usually a generational change. And I can use my family as as an example. You know, my great grandfather came from very humble beginnings, and and you know didn't have a whole lot, and especially going through the Great Depression, even less. And that broke that cycle. It that allowed him to be successful, allowed him to provide for himself and his family, and and those are the things that provide opportunities for your kids, for your grandkids. Uh, and so that's the most important part I think policymakers can understand is how important a role. We play in the overall economic success of our region, our communities, and the tremendous opportunity to the individuals, regardless of where they come from, because we don't saddle folks with, with tremendous student loan debt, that we also provide on-the-job training so they don't have to choose between school and work. They're doing them together, one and the same. That frees people up, whether it be child care or transportation concerns, you know, those things are minimized. And so that that's the biggest stress I can, I can advocate for for the industry when it comes to policymakers is understanding how important, you know, our system is to the overall community, the individuals. And then when they're making policy decisions that affect our industry, that those, those considerations need to be known. And, and that needs to be a part of the discussion when that policies, whatever it is, is being discussed and developed. Let's talk about a career. 
in construction or as a pipe fitter. What advice do you have for people considering career opportunities, whether it be people right out of high school or those looking for career-changing opportunities, and what's available for them in the skilled trades? So one of the the greatest things or articles that I got a chance to read and then knowing what I know about the industry is there was an article in, in one of the business publications that showed the top 10 most expensive universities to attend in, in our country, in the U.S., uh, and it also showed the average earning potential of their graduates 10 years after graduation. And it wasn't surprising that that annual cost to attend those top 10 universities was in the fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000. That's a lot of investment. And, and, you know, I don't want to take away from anything that, that, that the traditional four-year college path offers because I think it's valuable to some folks. But what I found most interesting is the typical journeyman, pipe fitter here in Denver would make more than their average graduates 10 years after they graduated those universities, we beat six out of the top 10. Mm -hmm. And so to understand the actual career and earning potential that the trades offers an individual, I think is important. People need to make informed decisions. Uh, Not not everybody's probably going to want to be a pipe fitter, uh, but those folks that that have, you know, hands-on skills, that enjoy going out and building things, that, you know, building our skylines, building the, the, the facilities and the buildings that we all enjoy, they really need to, to check out the skilled trades, explore the options that a pipe fitter apprenticeship or the other skilled trades can offer, and compare that. And it doesn't mean that they have to stop in the field uh, as, a, as a pipe fitter. They have opportunities beyond that. Our industry embraces continuing education. It embraces career mobility. And so anybody that would like to work their way into an estimating position, to a project manager, a project engineer, even a, a business owner, has that opportunity uh, through our, our career path. And it really is on par or, or better than any other traditional college path that's available. Thanks, Gary. Big takeaway for me out of that piece was the fact that, you know, you are going to earn more six out of the ten times if you consider a skilled trades path versus a traditional four-year college path. And, you know, I think a lot of students don't get that opportunity because they don't know what we do. They don't see our trades in their schools anymore. Uh, And so that's really good insight. Thank you very much, Gary, for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners. Future episodes will explore this industry, hear success stories, learn more about technology advances, and gain a glimpse into what's next. Stay tuned for more industry insights, news, information about the women and men building our communities, building our skylines, and building our future. You can find more information about Rocky Mountain MCA, Pipefitters 208, or anything covered in this episode in our show notes. Thanks for listening. Tradeswork is a production of the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association. For more information about our organization, please visit rmmca.org.